Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about one of the biggest reasons that you're probably not doing video for your business. Now, one of the reasons tends to be tech confusion and tech frustration. A lot of people throw that out as the thing that's holding them up. But I talk and I write about that all of the time. And a lot of other people do you know, there's millions of articles out there. That's like, here's the best tool to use to do this. Um, and so that's, that's kind of stuff that can be, you know, easily learned. But today's episode, I want to tackle something, um, that's can be more personal for people, um, a bit more uncomfortable to talk about, or even to think about, which is fear and specifically fear of being criticized. Now, this topic is coming from partly from my personal experience because I just want to share, you know, the things that uh, I've struggled with in my video journey, I guess, but also discussions with members of School for Heartful Entrepreneurs because this is something that we talked about once inside the group. And there was a lot of great insights and feedback from group members about things that they had struggled with or what what their fears looked like. So based on that discussion, I kind of broke this fear of criticism down into three, I guess we'll call them subtopics. And they are number one. The idea that, oh, I suck at speaking or I'm not a good public speaker. Number two is, oh, I hate my blank. And you would insert whatever characteristic or body part uh, that you don't like into that blank. And number three, uh, the, the debate over whether to get dolled up or not. So... I wanted to talk about this because I think most of my clients, most of my um, audience, most of my members are women. Now, I'm not saying that men don't have a problem with, you know, self-confidence on camera or fear of being criticized. Like, that's certainly not the case. But I think specifically with, uh, you know, dealing with being on camera and being judged, like, visually, uh, the, the fear tends to be more prevalent in women because we're taught to be quite self-conscious about the way we look, the way we sound, the way we present ourselves. Um, and I'm not a life coach or mindset coach or confidence coach, anything like that. So all I can share with you is my own experiences and the experiences that people have shared with me. So before we dive into those three subtopics, I want I want everyone to to think about this. And if you walk away with nothing out of this podcast episode, I want you to walk away with this one thing. So imagine that you're meeting with a client or a potential client or you're giving a presentation to a group of people for your business. Would you just answer yes or no? Would you walk into the room or would you walk into the meeting with a 
bag over your head. Now, you're probably going, well, of course I wouldn't. (laughs) Because if you did that, all the people in the room would be, you know, they're thinking, what the fuck is happening right now? So if you wouldn't walk into that meeting with a bag over your head, why would you put your business online and never, ever, ever show your face or show yourself talking about what you're passionate about in a video? So that's the kind of thing like online is not so different than offline, I guess is the point I'm trying to say the way that we would behave when we're interacting with people in real life, why aren't we behaving the same way when it's online? It's just a different medium, but we should be doing the same things that we would do offline. So let's, uh, let's kind of dive in to the, the first of our subtopics, which is the one, the idea that Um, you're a bad speaker or you suck at speaking. So I find a lot of people these days are like, oh, you seem so comfortable on video or like you're, you're good at presenting. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm always like sort of surprised. It's like, oh, thanks. Cause it wasn't always this way. And always, I don't think of myself as a particularly good speaker. Like, I can't picture myself giving a TED Talk. Well, I mean, I could picture myself giving a TED Talk, but I couldn't picture myself giving a TED Talk like the really good TED Talks (laughs) that are out there right now. Um, And that's for a whole bunch of different reasons. And so one of them, you know, it's it's kind of like, oh, in, in high school, I wish they had forced us to do Toastmasters, like that kind of thing. Like, I wish, and I could still go to Toastmasters, but the idea is just like, oh, no, (laughs) I don't want to. I'm doing fine. I know it could be better, but I'm doing what I'm doing and people seem to not mind so much. So if you have ever, if you've listened to me talk a lot, and the thing is, I don't know if I do this both in person and when I'm being recorded. I notice it more when I'm being recorded because, of course, I'm listening back to it and catching all my weird little things that I do. Like, I say like a lot. I just grew up in that generation where we started saying like, like the whole Valley Girl thing was happening when I was like preteen and a teenager. So I insert the word like into everything. um, And it's kind of just, it's just how I talk and I I can't really stop doing it. Also, uh, I, I do the, the uhs and the ums a lot. Uh, that's kind of, that's a thing that's really common for most people. Uh, and so, again, I would probably have to, like, go to Toastmasters and practice, you know, get a speaking coach or something to get rid of it at this point. The other thing I do is the word so. And I use the word so as like a, it's like a pause because when I say so, it's either for emphasis or it's because I am trying to quickly gather my thoughts 
so that what's jumbling around in my brain can come out coherently. And I use so as sort of that like transition. When I'm going so, my brain is like frantically whirring in the background. <laughs> and the so is to cover the, the sound of like the mice on the treadmills and stuff like that. And of course, like I said, these are things that I don't notice when I'm just talking to people. But certainly when I have to listen to myself back on videos or podcast episodes, um, or even when I'm looking at transcriptions of things, even if I didn't listen back to it, uh, some of the transcription services I use are specifically designed to filter out the uhs and the ums, so they're never in there, but some of them aren't, and so I have to see a transcript full of ums and so... (laughs) So I know I do it, but the thing is, I don't think I'm probably, I probably notice it. Other people maybe don't notice it as much. If you do notice, I hope it doesn't bother you too much, but here's the weird thing is that I've heard other people throw ums and ahs and so's in, and it doesn't bother me when they do it because as long as they're talking about something that I'm interested in listening to or teaching something that I need to learn, or, and here's the big thing, they're speaking with confidence. So if they're, if, if their voice is hesitant or doesn't sound confident or they seem unsure and they're throwing in all those other things, then that's distracting because it's like, okay, whatever they're trying to say, they haven't thought it through or prepared, or they're maybe not confident in the topic or they don't know enough and they're just kind of making it up as they go. So if it's the, if you have one of those speech patterns that has a lot of those like kind of interrupters, I know, is anyone out there like (laughs) a linguist or something? There's a, there's a word for these words that we throw in. Um, See, there I go. (laughs) It's, it's not those things so much I think you need to worry about as just general confidence in what you're talking about. And so that might mean making yourself bullet points, or it might mean actually writing yourself out a full script before you do it. And so here's here's what I find. For me, uh, I always have to have at least some bullet points. The bullet points usually have sub, sub points. Uh, If I don't have those things, my brain will go completely off track. Once in a while, if it's it's something that I haven't thought through fully before, then I need to write it out in more detail so that it's almost like I have a full script. Now, I might not read off that script, but I needed to work it out in my head, which for me means getting it down on paper digitally digital paper uh before I actually speak because I need I work best I communicate best if I've got things written down then my brain can make sense of them and then I can articulate them so that could be something that you could do um if you instead of worrying so much about your ums and your so's and your uhs, (laughs) get 
practice at speaking with confidence because then those other things don't become so much of a distraction and people tend not to notice them. Uh, so those, those are the kinds of things that will help with those and also with stumbling over your words. So this is something that, you know, it just happens sometimes. You get dry mouth, you get cotton mouth, and you stumble. If you, again, if you're stumbling a lot, it could just be that you haven't worked out your thoughts or what you want to say fully. And so maybe you need to go back and do that first. If it's a nerve, if it's a nerve thing, like you stumble when you get nervous, then that's something that I think is only going to be rectified with practice. And there's just, there's just no easy way to get over that, but it just is practice. The other thing that is kind of related to stumbling over your words, uh, because it's a weird, it's a weirdly specific thing that, um, I think happens. I mean, this is something that we actually do when we're talking to people face to face, we just don't realize it. But when we're on video or being recorded, you know, audio or video, we need an, we often need an intro and an outro because you kind of need to greet people. You know, it's like saying, Hey, how's it going? When you first see someone and then when your conversation is over, it's like, talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. Like, you know, what really bugs me on TV shows and movies when people are talking on the phone and then they just hang up without saying anything like that sentence stops and then they, they don't say bye. And I know that's like a, it's like a, a script thing, a writer thing, a Hollywood thing that it's just wasted, you know, a few wasted seconds that they don't want to have to deal with, but it drives me crazy because I'm like, nobody talks like that in real life. People who just like, you just cut off at the end and then walk away. Like you wouldn't do that to someone in person. (laughs) Just walk away. That means like you're really angry with them. So when we're doing video and audio, we need some sort of intro and outro. And you don't think about it until suddenly like the light is flashing or the record button is saying you're, you're on and it's oh crap, I need to say something to like kick things off. And then you get to the end and you're like, now I have to wrap it up. So I've gotten a lot better at intros. Uh, it's something that I finally just kind of scripted out for myself. The outros, not so good. That tends to still be where I will stumble I, I don't know why I find it so awkward to say goodbye. On pre on things like this where I'm pre-recording, it's not so bad. On live streams, because there's always a chance that somebody could pop in last second with like a comment or a question and you want to respond to them. So it's always kind of like dragging out the outro and I say bye like five times. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get better at that we'll find out. But again, that might be something that you guys have never even noticed, but I notice it because it feels awkward for me. But all of these things, you know, they haven't really stopped me from doing video. Once I started, I was just like, okay, now this is my reality. This is what I'm doing. And again, I just think the big thing for all of those is just confidence. If you're speaking with confidence then other people aren't noticing the things that you are thinking is awkward. They're just like listening to what you're saying and absorbing the information or taking it in. 
uh, or enjoying your topic, they're not necessarily going, oh, she said so, you know, like 10% more than she should have. Like, (laughs) and if they are thinking those things, then they can get the hell out of whatever it is. They can unsubscribe. They can unfollow. You don't want those people in there anyway. Uh, And one of the group members kind of summed up this whole idea with saying she was terrified of making a fool of herself. That kind of hit me in the gut because I was like, first off, that's really strong language. She was terrified of making a fool of herself. And that's something that, you know, you just, you have to practice. And it's not, I'm not saying you have to practice in front of a live a live studio audience, you can practice just like sitting in your office um, or in your car with your webcam or your camera on and just record yourself talking. And then even if you don't want to watch it back later, just the idea of getting comfortable with being recorded and staring at the right place if it's if it's video staring at the camera uh, instead of at yourself while you're recording and then eventually get to the point where you're recording it and then you're watching it back and it was because it was somebody uh, it was an online course that I was beta testing and I was kind of developing it as people were going through it and I was asking my beta testers for feedback specifically on my video. So one very kind, brave soul gave me, like, it was hard to hear, but I'm so grateful that she told me because it's the kind of thing that I probably wouldn't have picked up on myself. So at this point, I had already been doing videos live for my membership. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm all right on camera. And live is supposed to be way more nerve-wracking than doing something pre-recorded where I can, like, stop and take a pause or edit things out. (laughs) Turns out, not so much. So what was happening with me is that because I was sitting there, I was narrating over slides. I was teaching something, but I wasn't used to the idea of having to record a video that people would be watching at some point but that no one was currently watching or listening to right now. And what was happening is that my narration over the slides and the things I was showing on my screen was very dry and monotonous and robotic. Um, And so she told me, she's like, this is not very engaging. Like I've heard you speak before and you don't normally sound like this. So what, what the hell? (laughs) Like, what's going, why do you sound like a bored robot? Um, And then, so that made me realize that, okay, it's like an energy thing. And I found it really hard to pretend there was somebody in the room with me that I was talking to. I even had, I even had someone offer to come to my house and sit on the other side of my desk and just stare at me while I was recording so that I could pretend like I was talking to them. I was like, thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) So it didn't have to it didn't have to quite come to that, but that was a very good note for me to take in because that really transformed the way that I did all my videos. And so it was just like, 
okay, more energy. And as an introvert, the idea of giving more energy is like, oh my God, but it doesn't have to be anything drastic. Like what I'm doing right now, this is more like how I would talk to somebody that I was trying to convince of some idea or try to show them some idea versus, okay, this is, this is probably how I was talking when I was narrating over the video describing whatever it was that course was about. Now, if you had to listen to that for, I don't know, the videos, I tried to keep the videos to 20 minutes, but there was a lot of them. So like snooze. <laughs> so again, it's, it's just a lot of practice. And if you're not good at something, don't let that hold you back from not doing it. You just have to practice. But like I said, you don't have to practice in front of live people unless you have someone you really trust that would be willing to do that with you. But just practice, just sit down and record yourself and then just keep doing it until you are like, okay, I want to do this in front of some people now. Okay, so that was the first subtopic. So the the second subtopic is the I hate my blank idea. So for me, <laughs> when I started to uh, do video, because you know how the way we hear our voices isn't the way our voices actually sound, right? Because we're hearing it from inside, you know? Uh, and so whenever you hear your voice, it always sounds higher than what you hear. So when I have to listen to myself back, I think, oh, I sound like fucking mouse. Um, and even when I think I'm speaking with like a nice, like sort of not deep voice, but okay, that sounds nice. It always ends up sounding like this when I listen to it back. <laughs> and it, you know, it drove me crazy. And it was actually something that, uh, that was one thing that really held me up from doing videos because I was like, I don't like the way I sound. Is there some way for me to do videos without talking? <laughs> Of course, I could have hired someone to do a voiceover, but that kind of defeats the purpose of me being my business. And I remember, so I, because I wanted to do, I wanted to start it with webinars. And so I bought webinars at Convert from Amy Porterfield. And she's an excellent speaker. Um, she always sounds great. But I remember actually having a conversation with her inside our students' Facebook group. I was like, I, I hate my voice. What do I do? You know, and this is probably something she had heard a lot. And, you know, other people were chiming in with, oh, I hate my voice. And she tried, bless her heart, she tried to give me ideas of what other people were doing that were producing media, but weren't necessarily talking a lot through it. Uh, you know, and I kind of looked at all those things and eventually it was just like, you know what, those for what I need to do, those aren't going to work. So I think I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to do it. Um, I'm going to have to suck it up. Uh, and it's still, so to this day, it's still something like I'll listen back to a live stream and I just, I cringe, but there's nothing I can do about it. I, <laughs> I, I can't change my voice. Um, 
unless I practiced really hard at always talking like this, but <laughs> that's not going to work either. So in order to be natural and authentic, this is what it has to be. So that was kind of my, I hate my blank. Uh, the, I think the thing that came up the most, um, voice tends to be a common one. The thing that came up the most after voice you know, it tended to be like, oh, I, I don't like seeing myself on camera. But when people got comfortable enough or felt comfortable enough to get a little bit more vulnerable, a lot of it came down to weight. Um, if people felt they didn't look good on camera because they were too heavy. Um, and so speaking of Amy Porterfield, she did a whole podcast episode about her weight and how uncomfortable she was on video because of her weight. Now, back when I first became a student of Amy, she never ever went on camera. All of her course videos, everything was her narrating over slides or over a desktop recording. And now lucky for her, she has an amazing voice. She's one of those people who just naturally doesn't have any ums or ahs or weird pauses. She's just a naturally gifted speaker. Uh, and then Facebook Live became a thing. And so she started going live inside our students group. And it was funny, not funny haha, but funny how nervous she was. And she would even talked about how nervous she was because she didn't like being on camera. But it was so nice to see her face. And of course, when I would look at her, I'm like, well, she's beautiful. She's talking about being overweight, but I just don't see it. Um, and so it's kind of one of those funny things that, of course, we're more critical of ourselves than other people. And especially if you have, you have that confidence when you're speaking, then people aren't paying as much attention to what you look like. Um, so... The weight thing, like you can do things with, you know, camera angles. Now don't put your camera like way up and then crane your, your head up at the ceiling to get rid of that double chin because that looks silly. But at the same time, you also don't have to have the camera down where people are staring up your nose. <laughs> it's just not flattering. But it's kind of something... I know it's tough, but again, it's just, it's a practice thing. And yeah, I look back at older videos because I've like, my weight's kind of fluctuated. Uh, I gained a lot of weight when I was really sick. And so I look back at those videos and it's just like, wow, look at my fat head. <laughs> and even now, like I've, I've gained a bit of weight back now. And sometimes I'm like, when I'm talking, when I see myself in a video or a live stream, of course, it doesn't affect the podcast. But when I see myself in a video or a live stream, you know, and I'm like putting my head down in a certain way, and I'm like, oh, there's my double chin. And then I'll move my head and it'll go away. And I'm like, but it's not something I think about as I'm recording. Because I think it's just a, you know, a practice thing that I've, I've done it long enough, and I'm comfortable enough on camera. And yeah, it would be nice if I never squished my chin down while I was talking. But when I'm talking, I'm not thinking about my chin. I'm thinking about whatever 
I need to be talking about. <laughs> and also not watching myself while I'm recording, trying to just stare at the camera. So that could be another thing, like while you're recording, don't have it so that you can see yourself on the screen. That will help because number one, that's it can be distracting. But then number two, you're focusing on what you're talking about, which will naturally make you speak in a more confident manner. Um, there was a couple of people I was talking to that did videos, but they did they did strange things to like try to hide their bodies almost. Like there was one one person who whenever she went live, she was one of those people who would angle the camera so that it only showed her from like the collarbone up. And then, and then there was like six feet of the wall above her head. And so she was just a little head at the bottom of the screen. And I always thought that was so odd. And I was like, why is she doing that? I had no idea. It was because she was super self-conscious about her body until she actually told me. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's actually far more distracting for me to wonder why your little head is at the bottom of the screen, because that's all I was thinking about when I was watching your videos. <laughs> and she was like, really? And I'm like, yes. And so um, it's, you know, it's one of those things that you're trying to, you're trying to hide something that you think people are going to criticize you over. But in the end, you're actually causing more distractions. Um, and then, and then someone else who would put the camera really, really far away because when the camera was close up on her face, she thought it made her, you know, look overweight. And so there she was again, a tiny person kind of in a busy background. And so of course that's kind of distracting as well. So think about, think about those things, you know, like trying to cover something up or trying to hide something that you're not confident about could actually be causing more distractions for the people who are watching and listening to you. So that is subtopic number two. Number three uh, is one that I constantly uh, struggle with, debate over internally, which is to get dolled up or to not get dolled up. That is the question. So the this is this is one that I still get like I said I still I still struggle with it because especially when you work from home you don't have to get dolled up to do your work so if I was meeting a friend for coffee would I do my hair and do full makeup and like wear business casual well I would certainly brush my hair <laughs> Um, there'd be no makeup. I stopped, I stopped wearing makeup. So that's, that actually makes things easier for me because it's not like people see me with a face full of makeup in person. And then on video are like, Ooh, she doesn't look very good. I look like that all the time, <laughs> whether it's good or not, this is my face. Um, and so like the idea that it's being recorded and maybe I was having a bad hair day or like maybe I had a zit or something, um, it's not a great feeling, but it's kind of one that I don't worry about anymore. The, the part that I do still worry about is the impression I'm making. So 
it's if somebody is seeing me on a video for the first time and and if you've been with me for a while you've probably seen me in videos all the way from like dressed up in business to business casual to just nice clothes to like hoodie and like messy greasy bun like you've probably seen the whole gamut <laughs> but I tend to go more casual in the videos especially in our membership because I feel like it's more of a it it is more casual like we're more close I don't feel judged inside my Facebook group um if you are judging me uh that's your problem so but if it's the first time of someone seeing me on video and I'm like in a hoodie with a messy bun, what, what impression am I leaving them with? Are they focused on the value that I'm giving whatever thing I'm recommending or talking about or tip I'm giving or something like that? Or are they just going, Oh, it looks like she just rolled out of bed. She must not be a serious business owner. I'm out of here. I'm sure that happens, but I'm also sure that, because more people are having online businesses are working from home, it's becoming more of the norm. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, should I be making more effort? And then sometimes I think, well, no, this is the authentic me. So this is what you're going to get. But is that really authenticity or is it laziness? Should I be making more of an effort to give a better impression when I'm doing video. Now, if I'm doing a video that is going completely public, like if it's if it's on my Facebook page, where potentially far more people are going to see it than if I just did a video in a group or a quick Instagram story or something like that, I, I tend to make more of an effort. Uh, and I find it kind of a pain in the ass to have to do that, to be honest. Um, even though, like I said, I don't, I don't really wear makeup anymore. Um, you know, I would still take more time making sure I was having a good hair day or I would, you know, okay, what should I wear? Um, and I don't know if I had a zit, I might try to cover it up like that kind of stuff that I might not bother so much with inside, uh, the school for heartful entrepreneur membership, or I might not worry about so much in an Instagram story that's going to disappear in 24 hours. Because I see I see other women out there who are doing video and they always look, like I'll say they always look perfect. I'm sure they wouldn't consider themselves looking perfect, but to me they always look perfect because they've, you know, the hair is done and curled and styled. They have like full makeup on, they're wearing nice clothes. And I'm like, how do you do this every day? Then I remember I used to go into an office every day and used to do that too. So <laughs> it's not impossible. It's just not my reality anymore. And to me, seeing someone like that every day, my first impression is always that, oh, that's fake. They're just doing that. They're just like, they have to look good just because they're going to, they want more engagement or they want more likes or whatever. If they didn't care about that so much, they would just go live in like a hoodie. Um, but I know that's not fair. That's a total judgment on my part, right? So I have to always make an effort to actually listen to what they're saying because, you know, 
90% of the time, it's really good, valuable information. And if I just listened to it instead of watching it, then I never would have had that kind of false first impression. So this is one that, you know, I don't know what the answer to this would be. I've seen, you know, other women online get bullied for not wearing makeup and then get bullied for wearing what people think is too much makeup and, you know, or going live in like their yoga clothes or going live in a full business suit and getting like, why are you so done up? This is just like a live video on the internet. So I really don't know. I don't have any like solutions or possible ways for this. I think it probably boils down to what what impression you need to give and who your audience is. Because I'm sure if I was in a different niche and I started doing video in hoodies and a messy bun, people would be like, like, who the fuck is this? She doesn't know anything, obviously. Um, but then I see all these like super successful like male like marketers and online business coaches and experts and stuff. Some of them are all done up in suits. And then some of them are throwing out Facebook video ads where they're like in a field with like a ripped hoodie and jeans, you know, and they're saying, I'll show you how I got to seven figures. And it's just like my brain cannot compute. Now, obviously my brain cannot compute because I'm not their ideal customer, right? (laughs) So uh, I don't know. I'd be really curious to know if this is something that any of you have ever struggled with. Um, or whether it's something that you've never thought of before and now I've like skyrocketed your anxiety over it (laughs) or if it's something you just don't worry about. So I don't know. I just, I don't have an answer for this one, but it's a really interesting conversation to have. Um, yeah. And so I think I'm going to, I'm going to leave that one there and maybe one day we'll do we'll do another podcast just about this topic because i think i think there's more there it's just one of those things that i haven't properly worked through and need to dive into it a little bit more in my own brain but also have conversations with other people uh about it With that being said, here comes the so. So that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That's Brandy with an I, not with a Y, along with show notes and links to any resources that I mentioned today. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the podcast platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.